Hey everyone, this is Jennifer with Foxy Online Marketing. I'm here with uh, Miss Michelle Stefan Rowland. Yeah. Quite the name. <laughs> she has an extensive career in um, business. Uh, right now she owns Escape 60 um, and the uh, studios on Sheridan. That's your building as well. Mm -hmm. In partnership, yep. Yep. And uh, she does a lot of cool stuff in the business world, so we're going to get into it. But um, I just want to thank everyone for, for watching. If you have any questions for either of us, just uh, comment them uh, in the comments section, and we'll get back to you. But um, basically, just want, want to start out, Michelle, with giving everyone, like, your your background information. Like, I know you're a Chicago native, but just, like, your um, maybe educational and professional background and how you got to Peoria, all that jazz. All right, <laughs> all that jazz. Um, yeah, I grew up in Chicago on the northwest side, and um, I ended up going to Bradley. Oh. So in Chicago, I did a lot of theater since I was six, musical theater, and I was in a dance program and all that. Um, then I came to Peoria for Bradley undergrad and master's okay, and then had three beautiful children and stayed in Peoria, which I'd say Peoria is big enough to be um, big enough for business, mm -hmm. but small enough for word of mouth to work for your business. So I love the size of Peoria. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Peoria in general. It's got a good vibe to it. it good does. diversity. Yeah. Small. It kind of still has that small town feel, certain parts. And it thing. does. It's big enough where... Then a lot of talent, like a lot of art talent, a lot of theater, musical talent is here. It's almost like between Chicago and St. Louis, a lot of people stopped in Peoria, right. decided to have families, and then share their talent with our area. Yeah. It's really exciting. Do you think that's because of Bradley? I think part of it's part of it because of Bradley. I think part of it is because of Caterpillar. Oh, right. You know, at the beginning, you know, maybe um, somebody got a job there, and then the family, family ended up stayed. Yeah. yeah. And they have these other talents that they're willing to share. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I love it. We're also the uh, whiskey capital of the of the world. Looks warmer. <laughs> I don't think we're doing a lot of that nowadays. And we have a lot of we have the longest running um, community theater in the country. Okay, here at Players Theater. Yeah, they hit their. I think they're at 102 now wow. season. Yeah, pretty exciting. I love that theater. So with Escape 60, how did that business come? about how did that get started <laughs> <laughs> well my husband and I were doing other businesses I had a plus children's academy before I sold it after 11 years and my husband had um excel recycled office furniture and we've had different businesses and stuff we work a lot so to not work we go out of town so okay. we went out, out of town to Indianapolis just to kick it and we walked past an escape room and we went in and we said what is this and they were like, oh, explained a little bit. And they said, go back to your hotel room, book a room, and then come back and, and run it and you'll you'll get it. We're like, okay. So we get up there. And this is at the time when um, people could play together. It wasn't all private. Okay. So we were only going to be doing the room, just the two of us in the room. We didn't know what we were doing. So another group was like, we're, we said, could we play with you guys? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come play with us. Come play with us. We're like, all right, that's cool. The door closes and they were like ants everywhere. <laughs> they were like, I didn't see C for an hour because <laughs> they had lost their last room. And so they were really eager to win. Mm. And we were solving problems over here. And then somebody else was doing a puzzle with somebody else over there. And we got out with like three minutes and everyone was like, oh, it was really <laughs> exciting. And Steve and I stopped. We thought, oh my gosh, that was really fun. Like what an adrenaline rush. So we tried another company and thought, okay, let's try one of their rooms. 
this time are you guys thinking like this might be a business opportunity or you were just having fun as a customer? We were just having fun as a customer at the beginning. So then we went into another room and that family was lucky that we were with them because <laughs> we got it. We understood how it all worked and got them out. And so on the way home, um, the Sunbeam building is mostly owned by the partnership, the Walkers and the Rollins. Okay. But we also, each couple has separate areas that are just ours. And we had some studio space that had been vacated. Okay. And so on the way home from Indianapolis, we're like, wait, I get the puzzles. I get the puzzle structure. And Steve said, I understand how to make the environments. So... We're like, yin and yang. how could we, could we make money at this? And what's our square footage that's available? And how could we, we got home, we walked it off and figured it out. And yeah, so that was in 2017 and we opened in 2018. Wow. Yeah. I think it just clicked for us and I'm a research dork. <laughs> so researching like how those puzzles work or what different puzzle structures, because <clears throat> you don't want. Just a linear structure, right? Where everybody's going. Doo, 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 it's doo. obvious. We're gonna yeah. do this. Mm -hmm. doo, 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 doo. We're gonna do this. You want people to be able to do other things while somebody else is solving a puzzle. So if you start different streams, and then when something exciting is gonna happen, they have to finish all the streams for this exciting thing to happen. Then everyone goes, "Whoa!" And then you start streams again, so everybody has stuff to do. I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> put my boys out there. I think that they uh, love it. And I see it's you so have fun. a lot of families and kids that come out, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know some places say, like, no kids under seven or whatever. But really, I've never had a baby ruin something <laughs> in my room or whatever. I mean, the baby's going to distract you, but, like, as long as they're on your body or whatever, yeah. somebody's supervising. Yeah, yeah. We had a little three-year-old in crime scene, and every time somebody would open somebody, he'd, and they went, yeah, and he went, <laughs> and I was cracking up because yeah. I'm watching the whole thing. It's just fun. And yeah. the environment's like shrunk, help it get shrunk. You're the size of Barbie on the kitchen counter. Yeah. And the kids, I mean, imagine they what that it. must look yeah. like to them. So it is, it's fun. It's family. So before this, you owned a daycare, right? An early childhood school. Okay. Because we taught sign language infant through two, three, and Spanish was second language. I had a separate art studio. Mm -hmm. So I taught the Reggio Emilia way of teaching. Okay. So A Plus Children's Academy, yeah. Had that for seven years. So I actually um, heard about you and didn't know who you were for years before I ever met you because um, Terry Hall from Polywalk's Child Care. Yeah, yeah, I love Terry. I love Terry. She's great. Um, she, my boys went to her. So started with okay. my my middle child. So this is like 2013, and um, sh we talked about business because she, you love Terry, like she's just I guess like, she's great. So ball of fire, yeah. <laughs> so we talked about business a lot, and she was telling me like when she she started at a home daycare, and she yeah. wanted to move to you know an established business and everything, and she was like, I was really grateful. I reached out to um another daycare and they just gave me tips and advice and I always thought it was remarkable because that's like your competition so to speak or whatever so 
fast forward a couple of years, I'm at Rhythm Kitchen, <laughs> and I see you and your husband there, uh-huh. and then Terry and her husband, and then I saw you two talking, I'm like, how do you know her? So <laughs> you were the one that helped her all yeah. these years ago. Yeah. That was really cool of you. Well, well I, we really believe, and we say this too, as far as studios on Sheridan, rising tides raises all boats, and that's why I'm really involved with NABO too, because... That's the National Association of Women Business Owners. Because when you can help somebody else, it's not necessarily a competition. Right. Let's say there's a great program over here. Then there's a great program over here. This one works better for you. This one works. You know, Terry's place was very different than my place. Right. Hers is very homey and yeah. feels like your grandma's taking care of you. Yeah. And mine felt more like a formal school. And so depending on what you as a parent prefer, those options should be available. And I think that that's great. And Terry is more than competent to do yeah. the job. And she's been doing it in her house forever. I can understand getting it out. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'd want to help. I yeah. Don't, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a because as women, we kind of already got things against us, you know, already. Yeah. There's enough things, yeah. <laughs> there's enough hurdles that are already society gives us that if we're not helping each other, we don't all grow. Yeah. Just like, when your kid is in school and you say, be careful who you hang out with, right? You always say that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing in business too, which is why I run a mastermind group as well. Okay. Because all the, like Rockefeller was in a mastermind group with all these people. Because when you have people hope, helping you climb and they're climbing and you can climb together and don't leave anybody behind, then everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. And the birds of a feather flock together, you know. They sure do. And there's a lot there's a lot of sayings about the company they keep. My my pastor will say, um, you're not gonna have, you know, five broke friends to be the only rich one or you know. Right. right. It takes a different mindset to to and be habits for, successful. Um, yeah, yeah. Or goals for yourself. Yeah. Or mindset, positivity, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of negative people aren't that happy or successful. Right, right. And the energy. I'm big in energy, Michelle. Like, yeah. I know. Me too. You know it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and fear, I think, holds people back. So like I was we're looking at the second location in Florida and my my team, my mastermind team, I said, I'm a little nervous about getting, I've got a great group of game masters up here. We love the culture. We love how they all interact together and they're very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm afraid to find that that I won't find that in Florida. And one of my um, mastermind group, they, they go, you already did it once. Why would you think you can't do it the second time? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I guess if I did it once, I could do it again. And I shouldn't be afraid of that because I've already done it. Yeah. So, you so know. are you going to open up in a business in Florida? It's Yeah. So we figure that nobody in Florida has done our, our rooms. Okay. We've done over 200 rooms okay we've we've played mm-hmm. over 200 rooms and we know what the caliber is and where we fall on the caliber we can definitely compete there and so we won't be in orlando okay <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking at lake worth right now so okay. we're looking at uh license permitting and stuff so well good luck with all that and then bring in those rooms maybe that we've retired down there and then some of other popular ones like shrunk and stuff mm-hmm. down and then um once we develop them here in Peoria, that can be our Flagstaff um, shop. Then we're hoping we'll have a third one maybe in like the Nashville area. And then so we can be, 
exchanging them. Right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, we can like develop up up here where we've got build space and then flip the rooms. Okay. Yeah, I like it. It's kind of fun. What similarities do you see in the the uh, education? What do you call the the school that you have? What's A plus Children's Academy? But do you call you don't call it a day uh, preschool, right? No, right. It was a preschool, but an early childhood school. Okay. So what similarities do you see see between the school and the business that you have now? <laughs> well, it's a lot of play. Like, right? You learn through play. You learn through doing, mm -hmm. and I think the appeal of, of escape rooms is everyone's off their device, and everyone's just interacting with each other and with real things, like real locks and different things, mm -hmm. and now we just help adults play, yeah. <laughs> and I think we all need that, right? Mm -hmm. Something that's really fun, and then afterwards, we always say, go get a meal or have a drink afterwards, because everyone's like, how did you get that one open? And I didn't see when you did that, because I was over here doing that. And so I think we all need play. Yeah. We need a little joy. You gotta enjoy your life. Yeah. Yeah, you need to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of um things to do in Peoria if you just like really look for them. And I think you guys yeah. are part of that community. And the the building, can we talk a little bit about your partnership with with that building? Because I love it's beautiful in there. It's crazy. Well, gosh, how long ago has it been now? Ten years ago, maybe a little bit longer. It was a hot mess. Okay. Okay. Because it was the the bread company Sunbeam. building, Sunbeam uh -huh. building, and you couldn't even tell that the brick was red. So you were the first occupants in there after it said empty for a while. Uh, yep, we were the first ones. So Steve was selling uh, commercial real estate at the time. Okay. And so he knew this was a great deal, and so he and his partner they also have other properties, mm -hmm. and um, he said this is a great opportunity. So the, they walked us through the lies and said, yeah, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> and we're like, well, we see the vision. We see the vision for it. So we started in small spaces. So the space we're actually in, um, part of it that escaped, escaped 60s in was Excel Recycled Office Furniture for Steve. So I know I told you this, but I bought this table from Steve <laughs> years yeah. ago. Probably 12 His furniture's years ago. all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, so he had Excel Recycled Office Furniture there. And after we had built the third, the three rooms, we decided we had to expand. And he had some other property. We had some property out on Candle Tree, so he okay. moved Excel out there, and we expanded to two more rooms. So we've got five okay. in there. But we, it was like eating an elephant. So we would do. They were going to do their urban artifacts. John was working on that, and then Steve was working on um, Excel. And then they went into Studio One, and then they went into Studio Two, and then so they developed each piece ah, okay. little bit by little bit because it really was a big elephant mm -hmm. to eat. Mm -hmm. And then in the How middle, how many square feet is that? I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, I think it's twelve thousand okay. square feet. And then in the middle, they're ingenious. The middle, the ceiling was coming out, and they were like, "Okay, how about a courtyard?" Because lots ah. of painters, right? Lots of painters want natural light. Yeah. So they made that. They were like, well, I fight it. Yeah. Yeah. I fight it and just go ahead and open that up. And so then we've got a courtyard in the middle. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. I, I used to go um to Zinger Zinger out there. She did business coaching. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Robin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we and we used to go out in the courtyard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys used to. And then Jeremy Draper's glowing glass in the back, too. Yeah. And then it's got moody Esther and restorations and 
all these wonderful artists. Do they still have executive offices in there? Like Robin's or in the little enclave back Some there? Some people oh, do, okay. yeah. I mean, it just depends on how you want to use your space. Mm-hmm. You know, we like variety. Um, so the first Fridays, do you guys still do that? Not consistently. Um, it's been... We've been discussing it. So we've done some of them and we've done about a quarter every quarter. Because of COVID, they were wrenching it and just haven't got back since then. Right. Just kind of when um contemporary COVID. When um Contemporary Art Center was able to have their first Fridays right away because they control how many doorways and people were coming in. Our building, you can come in like seven different ways and there's no way to control that. So we couldn't, you know be compliant but we'll probably get back to that i know that uh our resident gallery mm-hmm. arts gallery um they have been picking up on doing starting their first friday so i'm sure that that's going to expand throughout the building whose idea was that in the beginning the first friday steve's because we had gone to a really cool place in st louis and they had this kind of concept where they had art studios and things and um he's really looked at this building and thought, wouldn't this be a neat hub for yeah. a bunch of creative minds? So, um, and then doing the first Friday, it was a lot of work though, because, you know, he'd have to curate the gallery and do all of that and get the art up. And he had was, wine and food. And had wine and book the band and, and do all of that. And before you knew it, the next first Friday was coming up. We're like, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> so we'll get back there. But right now he just wants to make sure that when we have a first Friday, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And we did. We just yeah. had a hot chow show. And then a couple months ago, we did the Bradley Sculpture Show, which okay. is one of my favorite ones. They're so good. <laughs> these these sculptors are so good. So we just want to make sure it's special when we do it. Look at that. Yeah. The reason why I brought it up, um, I think it's a, uh interesting, I, I don't want to say magnet, but... Um, I'm just thinking of other businesses, if they could do something like that at their place, like to bring in guests. I just think it's a great right. business strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have a lot of eyes on you that might not have been on you before, right? Yeah. They didn't know where Escape 60 was, maybe, and now they know. Yeah, and they're seeing the artwork, and they're like, oh, what's over here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. who did that? And <clears throat> get your name out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Business-wise, Michelle, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned over the years operating the two businesses? Um, my biggest lessons, boy, I think you gotta listen to yourself. I think you gotta take some chances and sometimes you just have to put the blinders on and go, this is what I'm doing. I'm not listening. This is what I'm doing. Because A plus Children's Academy was a big leap. It was a big leap for me. It's a why it was scary because I had gotten out of another business. Okay. And I gave $100,000 of good faith money for them to build my building. And that was a lot of money. I can't swear in here, right? You can't. Oh, a shit ton of money. <laughs> That's a shit ton of money. And um, I had gotten it from the sale of another business. Sorry, I'm bumping the table. Um, Steve's table. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Steve. <laughs> um, and I didn't know anything. I didn't have them put that in the contract. I didn't realize I didn't put it in the contract, right? So then it took longer for them to build. This is during the 08. I'm like lucky. I've got a house. 
I'm lucky I I have food on the table for my kids. This I is want not A plus. This is before. This is A plus. Oh, okay. Before they were building, so they hadn't. They <clears throat> there was a delay in them building it because their weather had been so crazy. Yeah. And so I went back to Valeska Hinton where I used to teach and had to teach there as a sub for a year before they could get my building up. But I was back on a teacher's salary, and um, I foolishly didn't realize that that money, because we had an agreement that in three to five years, I would buy, I would buy out the contract and I would own it. Mm -hmm. So, and I bought it and I got my debt down. I had my business running and I paid it off in two and a half. Okay. I was pretty proud of myself on that one. Yeah. So then when I sold it, I had a good asset to sell, Mm -hmm. um, to then just focus on the speak rooms. So that was a good lesson to learn. Oh, my gosh, that they honored that money, that they, I'm like, you do remember I gave you that money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I didn't know. And and the person at the time, I was married to Steve yet, the person at the time didn't really give me great counsel. So, yeah, there were some pitfalls in there. But luckily, these guys from Morton Community Development, they were stand-up dudes. Yeah. Stand-up dudes that can't think of enough. Because... How should you have done it? I should have had. Or what advice would you give, rather? What would but yes, read all the words. In the contract. <laughs> because what we want to do, right, we go, oh, that's the, the paragraphs about, okay, great, okay, got that. We already talked about that. But you didn't read all of the words. And I didn't realize that that money should have been in that contract. Should have been in the contract. I was looking at the numbers that I thought I was going to be able to get mm-hmm. as far as rent and things, but there are other things involved. If you're going to go into a building and you're renting it, what's their camp? So their community, um, camp community uh, maintenance. So there there can be a cam knockout. So you might think, oh, $2,000 a month. That's not too bad. The cam can be $15 a square foot. You can also have triple net for all the taxes. Those are additional things on top of your rent that if you are not clear, right? You're looking at the rent number, you're like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Then you have almost another half of that, sometimes more, in cam or um, triple nets. So make sure you understand that stuff. Who, yeah. who should people contact um, to go over contracts with them? Like a real estate lawyer? Or? Well, your real estate agent really should be able to help you or your broker should be able to help you out with that. But I would always bring it to um, an attorney to take a look at because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't You don't know you, what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know until yeah. you know you don't know yeah, it. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah, it's <laughs> too late then. So, yes, I just said that to my daughter the other day. She was like, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know until you know you don't know it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and just asking people. And the other good piece of advice I was given, which just has saved me forever, is you don't know everything, right? So you need to surround yourself with good people who know those things. I'm not an accountant. Right. You need to have a really good accountant. Yeah. I'm not a banker. You need to have a good banker. You know, if you are not good with numbers, though, I was never good with numbers until a dollar sign is in front of it that I'm pretty good (laughs) at. But if you can't figure out payroll... Hire someone to do your payroll. Keep your eye on it. Yeah. Doesn't mean you advocate your responsibility. Right. I keep my payroll because that's an important number mm-hmm. in your business. 
Mm -hmm. um, it can be a, almost half of your gross, yeah. really. So just keep an eye yeah, on with that. taxes and everything. Yeah. Oh, head, head, uh, head scratchers sometimes for sure. So I, I surrounded myself with those people that knew those things that I could be focused on early childhood brain development and my school and my teachers and educating my teachers because mm -hmm. that was my fun part. Yeah. Right? That's what you're good at. That's, that's what you're happiest part. at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that your mastermind group that you're talking about that you surrounded yourself with? Um, or are you just talking about a different In set? general, like at Plus Children's Academy. Okay. I've had this mastermind group for... Um, Three to four years now, we've all been together, and we signed non-disclosure. Nice. And you, whose idea was it to start that? Because I haven't heard about that since like Dale Carnegie back in the yeah, talk, or Napoleon Hill talked about <laughs> yeah. having a mastermind group. I didn't. Yeah, know well, really did that quite a few years ago at National Nabo National. Okay, they were talking about it, and at the time, um, Liz Pollock and I thought this would be great for our group. This would be great because mm -hmm. you want a diverse group yeah. so that you can have different perspectives so um, we finally kind of launched it like I said three to four years ago and um, I got my group together a couple other groups have are still together Vicky's group is still together our group I did I had them sign non-disclosures they're really good at showing up because they find it important <clears throat> and they learn something all the time so I I have I study for it. I have questions to keep the conversation going. I make sure everybody can speak. We meet through Zoom because okay. some people are still, like, Lisa could still be at the lab. Mm -hmm. Susie's usually in her car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, But even if you're in your car, you can still listen and then chime in. So we've kept it on that. I mean, some people I know wanted to. There's some pluses from COVID. I feel like we've gotten some different skills. Yeah. yeah. And different ways of doing things. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of them. So what advice would you give to someone maybe that wants to start a mastermind or is thinking of starting a mastermind? Like, who do you look for to be in your group? And I like the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's important because otherwise you can't be completely honest. Yeah. Someone's going to say, you know that she did that, you know, or. Yeah, don't tell anybody, but. Right, <laughs> exactly. I didn't, you didn't hear it from me, but. And so it's a very safe space for us to be very honest and open so that we can help. Yeah. Because if you're just, oh, it's great. Everything's great. Or somebody steal your idea or something. Yeah. Right, right. So if you're worried about that, you're not going to be open. And you, pro you probably wouldn't have people in your group that you felt that way about, but it's good to have that because it's still business. You know? Right. Things happen. Right. Things mm -hmm. happen. And so you just have to make sure it's a safe space as possible. I think it's hard. It was easier since it was in Nabo, since it's already women that we all knew, trust yeah. and knew. And um, <clears throat> I kind of just picked people. And you keep it small. You, yeah. you don't want more than eight people because you can't get around to what everybody's doing and what's going on with them or then, like, connect those two so that they can solve each of their problems. Yeah. Um, so it needs to be diverse. I mean, it can be... I mean, what, Susie's got 100 employees now. I used to have, like, 28, but now I have 12. So, and then some people don't. Lisa has three. Some people don't have employees. Yeah. You know, so, but we watched everybody grow. We watched Joyce just open her melt studio. And, and, oh, and Bartonville. Yeah. That's where I'm speaking at. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, yes. In June. Or hosting. Okay. Yeah, she's hosting Information and Libation, which is every first Thursday of of oh, fun, yeah. So we can learn from each other, so that 
you're an expert at something, and so we're bringing you in to drink wine, laugh, yeah, <laughs> learn something. Hopefully, you learn something. I yeah. I like the Nabo group because um before we started recording, I had said like um being on your own sometime in business and it's like lonely. Yeah, it is lonely. It's a tribe, and I kind of feel like being around this group in women in leadership i like that group too yeah. the overlap it's a lot they of the same do, but yeah there are but but uh just being able to like come out and you're like oh yeah i'm not the only one you know yes it's a big thing another good piece of advice is a girlfriend of mine when i opened up a plus children's academy said find a strong women group women business group she purposely looked for nabo mm. and we started going then but um then um, I got sick. So then we had to take some time off. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been a novel member? Oh, wow. Since I opened, uh, I want to see, oh, eight, oh, six, oh, eight. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, too, you said you have 12 employees now. Mm-hmm. What kind of, are you, do you manage the employees? Um, I have a manager now. Okay who's come through the ranks and she's just great. How do you manage your team? Like what's your style? Okay. <laughs> well, um, it starts the interview, right? So quirkier is better for my business. I love quirky. I love theater kids. I love kids who do Dungeons and Dragons because they're good storytellers and you have to be a good storyteller to be a game master. You're giving that scenario getting everybody excited and then you have to be creative about giving hints depending on where people need Oh, okay. So I, that's part of my questions on my interview is, do you have any theater background? I don't care if it's backstage, but do you have any of that kind of background? I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting too, to ask, what are your strengths? Everybody knows that one, but what are your weaknesses? And if you don't know what your weakness is, or you, if you don't know what your weakness is, you don't have enough insight about yourself. Mm. To know that, because we all have them. I mean, nobody's perfect. I mean, even Superman has weaknesses. I mean, Kryptonite yeah, yeah. and all that. So, yeah. So, and then that tells me how honest they are with themselves. Yeah. Um, but my team really, and then um, Elise, my manager, she'd been with us for a long time. And uh, she just was a natural fit. We saw that there was a lot of trust with all the game masters with Elise. Okay. And so, is she the manager now? She's our manager now. Yeah. yeah. And they just really trust her, and they um, they all take care of each other. I mean, if somebody's running behind, somebody else jumps in there to help them reset really quick, and then, or I'll greet your customer, I'll buy you two more minutes so you could finish on what you're doing. And they just naturally do that for each other, so that's why I love that culture so much. I was just going to say that's, that sounds like culture is a big part. It's a big part of any business, but that's a perfect example right there. So what do you right. do when you have someone that, is either like can- cancer in the culture or like yeah. just bad vibes? You know, they kind of weed themselves out, especially with this group. Okay. I mean, there have been times I've said this just isn't a good fit. And they kind of know it's not a good fit, you know, most of the time. They might get angry or they might get you know, defensive. defensive, and that's really because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. It just wasn't the right fit. If they were the right fit, they'd been. Mm-hmm. You know? How do you, as a manager, like when you first get someone in, we we start off with the best intentions and hopes for someone. Oh, always. <clears throat> but, but when you start seeing those first signs, 
Like, how long do you sit on it? What's that process like for you before you say something? Well, you know, um, I've had a lot of experience in not um, having to pay on them. You know, we pay on appointments. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, not to pay for those. Um, because I keep an eye. It's those first two weeks, right? It's the first two weeks. Are you on time? Are you paying attention? How many rooms have you learned already? Because they get part partnered for two weeks with another game master every shift. Mm -hmm. So they're watching that game. They're watching the game master. They're greeting the people there. And then they that second week, they kind of flip it so that the game master's with them, but the new one's taking over. And you can kind of see if that's going to work or not. Okay. Because it's 30, it's 29 yeah. days and out. Yeah. If you... After that, you have to get unemployment if they... Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Or have an excellent reason that you had to let the go. Yeah. So um, we're really attentive. And again, my game masters, they love their culture. They, they love coming to work. Uh, they weed them out too, you know, and they'll tell us. So when I've heard of new yeah. persons, <laughs> new persons named three times in a negative fashion, it's times. Perhaps it is, yeah. Yep. That's good that you don't sit on it. Uh, that long you really can't because i've watched that i've watched that just that run cancer. through yeah yes and then there's a bad apple and then people doubt right because they have to believe you have their best intentions mm -hmm. i can't leave that person in there if they don't feel like they've had their back whether that's resetting a room whether that's covering for them to go to the restroom like any of those things and you're working in a control room so you're all in there together, you know, and you, everyone's got their headphones on and they've got the, you know, they're, yeah. they're watching the rooms, but it's close quarters, man. Yeah. Do you think owning a business and operating the business and managing employees is similar to being a parent, being a mom, or is that just how we as women approach it? That's so interesting. I mean, I guess sometimes Steve and I refer to them as the kids. Yeah. Instead of the kids. Some of them are in their 20s. Yeah. I mean, the kids. <laughs> you know, the kids. The kids, you know, I guess it, it definitely, because you're female, and I don't think that's a bad thing, right? I think we can approach it where you're seen. I appreciate you, right? That's mostly what your, what your employees want to know is that I really appreciate you being here, doing the work you are doing. You are doing it well, yeah. and we can really depend on you. Yeah. The third, the, um, quickest way to get fired is to not show up for a shift. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Done. No, like, no tolerance. That's your policy? Uh -huh. No call, no show? Yes. Done. Because yeah. I can't. I I don't know if you've ever read that E-Myth book. No, I haven't. So, but I'm familiar. I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. So it's we didn't want to work in our business. A lot of people do. And that's great, you yeah. know. But we didn't want to work in our business. We wanted to work on our business and have several. So it had to run by itself, right? Mm -hmm. So so you have to go through and go, okay, here's the job I was doing. Now I'm going to hand that off to them and I'm going to do this. So I can see the big picture. I'm not the manager. You manage. can go on vacation and things will, <laughs> things will still run. Right. Yeah. I can go down to Florida and look at some properties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, look at properties. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many great properties on the beach though, Jennifer. Yeah. Come on, man. Come back all tan and everything. <laughs> I think I found a property. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you just can't, right? I can't be the one that they're going to call that they go, Oh my gosh, Michelle, so and so, I can't. The lights went out, like the breaker box. They know where the breaker box is. <laughs> right. They know how they to can, do that. Yeah. They know how to do that. Or they, and, and we've had, I've fired two people that way. 
Which way? No call, no show. No call, no show. Done. And my staff knows it. Even if something on call. The staff knows it. Because there's no reason, you know. No, you know. You got in the schedule. Or you come with hospital papers. And like, <laughs> so sorry. I yeah. took that out of the hospital. Uh-huh. This yeah. is what, but you still should have called somebody to cover your shift. Yeah, yeah. And they're good at covering each other's shifts. Like, somebody's like, oh, my God. No, I mean, like, like a true emergency, like oh, a car right. accident or, you know, like. Right. <laughs> yeah, a knock-on one for sure. Yeah. Which is like a true emergency. Communication is a thing. It is. You it's know, really important. It is important. It's disrespectful not to, so that's right. not the culture. Well, and yeah. we do one game master, one game. Some places do one game master, two games, but we don't. Oh. We have one game master, one game. They can be as attentive to you as possible. Yeah. That communication between the game master and the game player is essential for our our um, industry because if you like ask for a hint and you're waiting five minutes, the time is ticking. And that affects the way you feel about your game. We want people to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got somebody that's just there for a paycheck and everything, it's yeah, not the right vibe. No, nope, yeah. no. Nope. So, how yeah. do you feel like you guys attract those people? Because it's like, just from my experience of managing and hiring people, and from what I've seen in other businesses, like they struggle a lot of time with even attracting the right applicants and people. So, how do you feel? You guys have been like so lucky in doing that. Boy, there is some luck in that, Jen, I'm telling you. Um, well, we started out initially with my son and his friends that okay. are super cool guys. They're totally D&D players. Okay. But they're like nerdy cool, right? They were yeah. nerdy cool. And so that, we got lucky there. But then um, I, I was also looking at Indeed and different things. But theater kids. Mm. I love theater kids. So, like, I knew I had been in a show with one of these Gals and I said, your little sisters are back in town, aren't they? They looking to. Are you looking to? So it's a lot of recruitment that way. Okay. Or um, we've got one gal who's an architect. She does us on the side. We're her side hustle. She's great. And her cousin, what? Well, now I'm like, I'll interview her if if she comes from your stock, man. Bring her yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Now the problem with sometimes that is like we do. They have, get clicky. Um, no, not oh. at all like that, but like. We've got two sisters. If there's a if there's a tragedy in the family, you're or down event, to. Yeah, we're going to a wedding. Yeah, yeah you're down <laughs> to. Yeah. I I was kind of thinking too, like <clears throat> we talked about energy a little bit earlier, but like the energy you put out is kind of like what you get. And <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm around you, you have like a very like energetic and welcoming and inclusive like energy so i feel like maybe you're getting lucky for <laughs> because you're attracting those people because of your positive energy how, yeah, maybe how much and do you feel like that affects your team as or leaders like vibe and energy affects the team yeah i think that's a big deal we just did the clifton and includer was my number one strength ah. but um yeah we did it with my mastermind group we ah. all kind of did it and that's saw where we all were um, I think that's really important. I think if they feel like you're watching, like you're looking over their shoulder and you don't trust them and you don't, then you have a problem because then everybody's wondering why she doesn't trust. Yeah. Why don't you trust? Why, you know, if I'm coming in there like, you guys are awesome. Have a great <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. You guys are doing great. You know, pick up those escape room. Yeah. Get everybody out tonight, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, 
that makes it more fun. It makes it more like they're bringing in baked goods and sharing. They know it's going to be a long Saturday. Hey, you guys want to order pizza? Like, it gives it a vibe. I yeah. think the leadership definitely gives it a vibe. Yeah, I, I can see that, how that works with you guys. Um, who would you say is your biggest mentor in business or has been? Or is it more than one? Oh, boy. So many mentors. I mean, so many. You know, when you surround yourself with these great ladies, you know, who do I who do I call for this? Who knows this? Okay, I'm going to call her, and she's going to help me figure that out. Or like somebody did. They're like, Shell, you've worked with unemployment before. Like, what do I need to do? <laughs> then let's have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and let me tell you what I've done. Bring your rate sheet. That's right. <laughs> Bring your pencil and your paper. Take these notes. But I think if we're all there doing that all the time for everybody, there's like so many. So you can't like, I don't know. I just, I, I guess I always tried to, I took to heart that my mom said, be careful who you're, you know, I was surrounding my whole younger life until I left for college with my theater troupe and my, my dance, we, my dance company and, and Jan just, drove us to do all kinds of things all over Chicago and, mm -hmm. and it gave us a work ethic and it <clears throat> and those people are still my friends oh so different and I respect their opinion I respect who they are and so I think if you respect the people that you surround yourself with and you kind of let into the good night just those other ones that just slide away then you got a good crew yeah I've had to do that in my personal life with friends that I felt like I've, I've outgrown and it kind of sucks because you want like so much for them. But I mean, they have their own free will. They, mm. they have to, you know, want those things for themselves. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can be as rah, rah, go get them. But if there's no proof in the pudding, yeah. if there's no doing, Some people, they want to be negative. They want, they just want to be, they come to the world that way. Don't they? Some people just yeah. come to the world that way. And they I think definitely that's don't want to get out of there, you know? I think that's so sad because it's 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 like a big old boulder on their back that you're just carrying around all the time. You know? Like admittedly, I've had my ups and downs in, oh, in sure. like my life, but I just yeah. When you when you found you have friends that are just like like almost energy suckers, like all the oh, time. Oh yeah. 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 That, I've had to learn that lesson. You have to you be know. a little careful of yourself. You have to be kind to yourself and and even if our self talk too, you know, would mm -hmm. I be my friend? Yeah, some more girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're hard to on ourselves, but you do have to be careful about that. Because some people do come to the world, and I, like I said, I think it's sad. I don't, I don't know why they hold on to the, Negative. to the grief, yeah. or is it, is it grief that they feel like they've lost so much, or they feel like they're bad luck or they've got bad mojo then go get some burning incense and do this all over yourself yeah jim Rohn said um to protect what comes into your mind and you just reminded me of that with the with the fence thing yeah and he said do you know who that is no i don't it's just like this old school guy from like late 70s early 80s that was like the first like well not the first but like tony robbins like is mm -hmm. um but he was like a motivational guy, kind of like Zig Ziglar and those guys. Uh -huh. But he he said, you know, you're, if you have a cup of coffee, your best friend could um, put uh, poison in it 
and then or an enemy could put sugar in it. It's oh, it's, it's better. Like I don't know exactly how to say it, but he was just saying, just like even if someone's your best friend, you still have to be careful of what they're bringing like around you and uh, to you because into your brain. Yeah. In another way, um, Joyce was talking in our mastermind group about she's she's working with some yoga big yoga guy. Okay. And he's like declutter. And I'm talking declutter. People Don't look de- at my office. Declutter. <laughs> um, he and it was about what how much you put in your mind. How can you focus if you have so much clutter? Well, many of our our mastermind group people like okay, I'm decluttering Facebook. We're I'm decluttering all my and Joyce is like careful, don't do it all at once like she she was like, you know, some of those negative people. I just don't, I don't need that in my brain. And I don't need this in my brain. And I want my brain to be here. And and so, yeah, Leah's like, I've been doing this for two hours. And we're like, oh, gosh, you know, careful. And, uh, but I think. Yes, for two hours. <laughs> no, 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 Leah. And Joyce is like, slow and steady, Leah. This isn't a race. Like, but it is important. And that goes right back to, you know, who do you have in your ear? And yeah. you, you know, and that can be family, that can be friends, that can be co-workers, co-workers, business associates. What you watch on TV, yeah, oh. music you listen to, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I want to recommend a book to everyone if if you're struggling with that. Um, there's a book called Boundaries. I think it's by Dr. Townsend. Have you ever heard of? I haven't heard of that one, or I've heard it mentioned, but I haven't read it. It's it's a very good um book because it also takes on this. It gives you power by taking accountability, like, uh, and being able to say no and identifying what's that person's problem and mm-hmm. what's like your responsibility. Right. So, just side note, um, boundaries is a really good book for anyone um, that feels like that that might be an area you want to improve on or grow on. So, I think that's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we never stop really learning and there's always opportunity for oh my gosh and the world's changing all the time we didn't have podcasts we didn't have escape rooms escape rooms only came into the country on 2012 really yeah i came from china and the way they structure it is they have like 50 people in a big room and everybody has to solve their own thing to come together to solve you guys should do a giant one at the riverfront oh my gosh i don't know how i'd work it <laughs> i really like our structure of like the themed room and and working through that and making people excited about different things surprise magic that happens I like the in the room that you guys have the different <laughs> ones that you come up with didn't you have a home alone one or a christmas you have i know you oh have- we had um we we do a christmas room every year though i don't think we're gonna do it this year but um yeah it was um where's rudolph we had to find rudolph because santa's ready and rudolph's Jerking, messing around, messing around. <laughs> and uh, you have to go find him so he can get over to the sleigh in time. So then that's kind of fun. So we've done those, but um, and then it went back to speakeasy. But we've done um, reindeer games where the reindeers are aren't, aren't behaving, <laughs> and and yeah, like kids <laughs> and saving Santa where you had to find the um the naughty and nice list because he got on. He's ready to go. We forgot the naughty and nice list. They're just having you had to fun. find the list. Yeah, and those are ones are a little easier just because we want families to right. play four generations in there. Aww. You know, just playing. It's really fun. Um, before I had talked to um an interviewee about customer feedback. How is that 
um, worked in your business? Well, we're always looking at those Google reviews for sure, for sure. And then we make sure that we answer them because we think that's important. What about little things like someone saying, you should do this type of room or maybe they're like, you just, not like complaining, but just someone like mentioning something. Do you like look for those little things like, Oh, the park, the parking lot's dark. Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we definitely do because Steve and I are very conscientious about all of that. We want everything to be great with the customer. There's going to be some weird stuff. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if if somebody makes comment, I mean, we definitely, whether we act on it or not, we definitely take it, take in. it in and we go, okay, is this an issue that we need to address? Is this something that we should be doing? We do the same thing with our game masters, right? So I'm looking at escape rates all the time mm-hmm. and because they record escape rates that we know. Yeah. I want to be at the 80% escape rate. Okay. Yeah. Because you want it to be fun for people. We want like, it to be fun. We want them to find that cool ending we designed. Yeah. Like it's fun. So um, we asked them, so what, so where do people get stuck in this room? When do they always end up asking for a question? And so they identified that it was in trunk. And it's, okay, everybody kind of gets stuck right there. We're going to put a memo. Now, in that room, you get memos that are on postage stamps because that would have been, like, if you're the size of Barbie. Ah. Postage stamp. (laughs) So we put another note in there, and suddenly it was was much more intuitive because we want the room to be intuitive. Right. Makes sense what you're going to do next. Mm -hmm. So it worked. And then our escape rate raised. And so you're like, okay, does that work better for everybody? Awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're always asking them, like, what do you think we should do differently? Like, what do you, yeah. And they're, they're great with feedback. I think customer feedback is very, very valuable to a business. It's mm-hmm. the reason why we're there, you know, it's for the customer. So that, right. that customer experience is what you want to enhance. Yeah. Right. And that's why we have one game master, one room, because we want, and we use walkie talkies. We don't have it typed out on the screen because every, group is going to interpret that differently and be right. thinking of it differently and they have to be able to personally say okay I get where you're going with that but can you think about that in another way mm. and so it's personalized experience that they, the game master can um, navigate them um, you mentioned Google reviews <clears throat> when you see a review whether good or bad um, what are you looking for and, and how do you approach those Google reviews for us? Yeah. Okay. Or not even just a Google review, but like a, maybe a Facebook review or wherever, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we take a minute and say, okay. Usually, I mean, we're 4.9 stars. Yeah. Um, but I, we usually, even in some of those five stars, there are things that maybe they've said that were like, oh, hmm, wonder why that was the experience. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you go back to the game master, hey, who played this game? Which What's the context of what that might have been? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the game masters will be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who that was. Like, you know, if, if we know the context, then we know, do we need to fix it? Or is it okay? And it was an individual experience and it was just some weirdness. Because weirdness happens. One ops, yeah. We, you know, people have, life. how did you wake up this morning? How did you have enough coffee in the morning? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. You just don't know. So the validity of it, not necessarily going, what what, what happened to yeah. the game master? You have to trust my game master knows what they're doing and right. say, can you explain yeah. this? And then if we have to say, hey, okay, so next time 
maybe say this instead of that. Mm-hmm. And when you approach that way and you're trusting them and you're, you know, they're like, okay, all right. I, yeah, I could see this perspective. And so next time I'll do it this way. So you use your reviews as feedback to better your, your business and, and your employees um, mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. And when we go playrooms, and like I said, we've played a ton, we always look at their negative reviews first. Mm. It's just interesting. Because why? Um, to see if the experience will be kind of the same. We never leave reviews. I don't think as owners we should be leaving reviews for other yeah. owners' places. I yeah. just don't think. I get it. Yeah, I think that's tacky. But, <laughs> but it's interesting to see. Or was that just like a one-off that somebody, you know, maybe it was their their birthday. They didn't get something they wanted. I don't know. So it's just interesting to hear it. And over and over again in our industry, it is customer service. In every Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you respond to negative reviews? Mm -hmm. Just as much as I do to positive reviews. I always address them. Always address them. Why? Because I think the customer who had a great experience should know that I, as a small business owner, really appreciate that they took that two minutes to write that review for us and really appreciate it. Big, big time. Because you know those numbers drive, and it drives the Google algorithm. Yeah. And then for the negative ones, it's like, okay, I'm so sorry that that happened. How can we fix that? And then, or these are the steps we're taking to to in, enhance the experience the next time. But anything that happens in the room that's like weird, something didn't work, we, they always get a free room. Okay. Like, we're, we just, we don't mess with that. That's good of you. We go, if this was not the 100% experience you had. Let you us get, make it up to you. Yeah. yeah. We give you a, a free room. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I yeah. think that's a great approach. Um, <clears throat> You brought something up and I forgot what, what it was I was going to ask you about. I don't know. I don't might know. Come back to me. All these things. Yeah, all the things. All the things. <laughs> all of the things. How's your social media life? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. For the business. <laughs> I have a big dark cloud over my head. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. I had everything running just fine. I had my Facebook, the Insta. I had my Game Masters posting on Insta, going to Facebook. All this is great. I've got my apps running. La la la. I'm at home, and this is pretty much when we were coming out of COVID. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call from a girlfriend in Chicago, and and Jessica mm. Ford, you've been hacked, Michelle. Get on your now. I have some people over, and I'm a little distracted. And I get to my computer. Apparently, there was porn <sighs> on in separate groups, and I felt such shame. Like I didn't do it, but I felt. Like somebody went into your page as you and posted this material? Posted this uh, to private messages to this group wow. and this group. And so, of course, they shut me down. I'm like, great, shut me down. Yeah. Shut me down. Somebody got... I I'm not... I'm not yeah. uh, so I waited my 30 days or whatever, which I shouldn't have. Mm. I shouldn't have waited. You're on Facebook, But I was too. trying to be like, okay, uh, yeah. you know, somebody hacked me. I own that. That's okay. At the same time, though, because that's all connected to the business, because I'm an admin, our ads stopped. Our ad account. Oh, my gosh. So then I had to attach it to Steve, and then I had to put a different credit card number in it and do 
all the stuff. Well, then, 18 months ago, no, not that long, a couple months ago, suddenly my, so I got myself back up and running and I'm on a new one and I'm not connected. Now, as of yesterday, I'm finally back connected because I I was afraid to connect myself, right? Yeah. So um, I just got the Instagram page up for Skate 60 again now, but it's such a part took me three hours and I didn't want to do it. It felt dirty because I even I got yeah. hacked and you know it's a little scary. It can be scary. So I finally have that hooked up now. But that was three hours of my life yesterday. <laughs> yeah. 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 And when you connect them and then when you get hacked, they just take it all down. It's very hard to get your stuff back. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook should be a little bit more responsive and take a little bit more accountability for There's that. There's nowhere you can, and I, would, I don't and, and mm-hmm. when I got hacked, they were trying taking money from my credit card. Wow. So they took $10,000. Yeah. And so I was even getting notices from the financial um, Your bank Facebook people, yeah. world. And I'm saying, I did not. No, I did not do this. I do not want this, and I have been hacked. I tried to go financial. I tried to get through the main channels. I tried to call. I tried to nothing. Yeah. And at one point, they said, "Well, put take a picture with this number, and and send that to us to verify this is you." I even did that. Nothing worked. I'm sorry. So you start over. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Ah, exactly. Brush it off. Do it all over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like social media is the best way to advertise for businesses right now? For businesses in general, yes. I think definitely. And I think especially for us. Because you even book online, you know, and you're not usually. And when you Google, people don't realize. There's three escape room companies in this town. So they just pick the first one. Yeah. They just go, oh, yep, that must be the one that Michelle owns. Yeah, yeah. And they're all similar in name, right? Yeah, it's Gone in 60, Escape Town, and we're Escape 60. Yeah. But we, Gone in 60 was first, and then we were very shortly after, but we didn't realize that they existed. Dang it. <laughs> didn't realize it, and then Escape Town came right after that. And the way we um, work with Escape Town, they're great people, the Weddles, they just had a second baby. But um, they detest both of each other's rooms sometimes, and we'll go for dinner just to see how they're doing. Because again, they have the same thought. You could look at each other as a as a competitor, yeah, and sure, a little down the cost a little bit. But if I'm not building new rooms right now, and he's built rooms, I want that craze. I want this skate bug to keep. Yeah, the industry is what you're building. The yeah, and the awareness. Yeah, we all do the awareness for each other, kind of, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and they make good quality rooms. We make good quality rooms, and yeah, people are always surprised that we build our own rooms. Yeah, they think Mm -hmm. we buy them. Some people buy them. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they can go from fifty to over a hundred thousand dollars. Fifty thousand to over a hundred. And uh, no, we just always decided to do the tech ourselves. We just, it's learning. Steve and I sit down with two computers because <laughs> we only do it so often. And we've got brains and we're we're programming them to make the lights go like this or make that unlock or make it. So it's fun. Can you talk to people about 
working with your husband. <laughs> for any husband and wife teams out there. Yeah, yeah. This is the first business that we've done together. And so we can definitely clash sometimes. We can get, we can, yeah, we can raise the voices sometimes. A lot of times, though, it's because I'm doing the development of the room. So I have a whiteboard. This is literally how I do it. And I have post-it notes that when you get this and that, and then you open this, and then that goes to this. And I do that part, and he's doing the environment. I have my, yeah. you can't see, but other side of my wall, I have post its all over the wall. I'm I love all it. about post it. And then the really <laughs> sad, is it cheap? And then, and then the satisfying thing when you rip it off yeah. and crumble it up and you throw it in the garbage is like the best. <laughs> For the most part, it's not, we don't have issues. Sometimes one of us will feel strongly about something, a design decision, or, um, a thought process like right now right now he wants to build a grand theft auto kind of a theme and i'm like our demographic that books our demographic that books are 25 to 55 women uh. the women book it do you think that the women okay that's why crime scenes <laughs> I smash it, are so popular or even speakeasy very popular because women do the book yeah even if it's a bachelor party, a lot of times the woman's done the booking, right? She's done the research. She's done the booking. Yeah. Any birthday party, family outings, the guys aren't planning that. They might be planning a fishing trip, but yeah. are they going to plan an escape room, you know? Right. Yeah. So who's going to win this? Or is I it don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really cool the way he wants to do it. He kind of wants to put half of a car in the room, oh. which would be kind of fun. But... um Further discussions ensue. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys usually compromise uh, when you have this or yeah. you kind of just. Yeah, no, we, we have deep discussions uh, and then we we do. We end up compromising and going, OK, well, or it's if you get this, I get this. Thing. OK, <laughs> go Yeah. <laughs> or a lot of times I'm running in and go, OK, honey, if they place it here, can that happen? And he'll go. No, Michelle, but if they place it here, then that can happen. And I go, got it. And then I go back to my board. So a lot of it's just negotiation or understanding where we're coming from. Cool. Yeah. Um, what about someone thinking about starting a new business or um, maybe closing the business and going to a new chapter? What advice would you give to, to that person? Hmm. Find your personal resources. Who's around you? Who's around? Who, who can you ask and who will be honest with you is a big deal. Um, and think about the viability. Do some numbers. Do some numbers. See what you, you know, how many cups of coffee do you have to sell <laughs> to have a coffee shop that thrives? Maybe it's not just coffee. You have to also have, you know, merch or biscuits or <laughs> you need something else to do some of that. You have to do some of that. Especially if you're going to get a lease. If you're going to lease anything, you need to think that through. Um, but you have resources. Everybody has resources around you you don't even know. And maybe you didn't want to listen to this person. Maybe you really should have. <laughs> you know, there's some of that too. Just because when I say trust, I'm not saying somebody says something you don't want to hear. It doesn't mean you right. disregard them. Yeah. They, could, they could be right. So you need to look at that and just be very honest of just the, the big picture of it. You have to be able to step back and look at the big picture. What do you want? 
I like too what you said earlier about just putting your like blinders on. Mm-hmm. So how do you know who to listen to, who not not to? Like whose advice to to take and let in, or when you're just like, nope, I'm Michael Phelps. Right yeah, <laughs> I think you know. I think you know. Just like, off intuition. Off your intuition. Yeah, totally. You know who's given you good advice before. You know who is totally off. Like I get that. You know what you guys should do? Like that's not even possible. <laughs> within the realm of possibilities, you know. So you kind of know who's going to be real with you. And if they understand your business enough, then maybe lend that ear. But then some of the others, like, you got to shut them out and and drive forward. Because if you're continually doubting yourself, and you got to be all in. Right. If you're not all in, it's never going to work. It's not going to work. You're going to be like, see, I thought this. I thought this was. You got to be like a bull. Yeah. And just run forward. Yeah. Or you'll never do it. All those doubts. It is scary. It's the scariest thing to do, right? Just depending on yourself or your financial health. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. There's no safety net, really. No. I mean, the worst that could happen, you know, you're not going to die. But <laughs> but it, it is very, very scary. Oh, you know, there's everything health? on the line. Your yes. family, like everything. Yes. It can be scary. But it, you're exactly right. It takes just like, no, I'm going to make this happen. And right. shutting everything else out. Right. Yeah. Just jump off that cliff and just keep going. You know, I mean, yeah, there are people who don't make it. And that's okay. Educate yourself. Make yeah. sure you're the one. And that's the e-myth is the book. And it's why 80% of the people fail. Because, okay. I'm going to read the book, by the way. We're giving out good books They're today. good book. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's say you make great pies, right? This is one of the stories at the very beginning. Okay. You make great pies. And everybody says, you should have a pie shop. Jennifer, you should have a pie shop. You make amazing pies, and it's your aunt's recipe, and you yeah. just have this wonderful, warm thought about it. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to make pies. All right, so you open up your your pie shop, right? And you're shopping for your stuff, and you're rolling out your stuff, and you're making all these pies, okay? And at the end of the day, at 11 o'clock at night, you're the one mopping the floor at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sustain that. Mm-hmm. You can't sustain that forever. Right. So then, let's say... Um, you bring somebody, you're, you bring in an account, so they're going to do the books. So you don't have to worry about doing the books, but you're still working till 11 o'clock at night. Now you bring in somebody who's going to help you cook. Okay. Or the accountant has hired somebody to do the cooking. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, finally I can go to lunch with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like I actually can breathe. You come back. The produce isn't as fresh as you would have wanted yeah. you didn't put out the processes exactly how you wanted those pies rolled out so they're just doing willy-nilly whatever they want mm-hmm. and you're getting complaints about your pies right so most businesses then go all right i'm back to doing it myself again that's not sustainable so you have to have steps in there for the training so that it is just like you're making the pies but you're not making the pies and so a lot of people or you know balls get dropped mm-hmm. right too many cooks now. Well, I thought I called that person back. Well, did well, I thought you called that person back? Well, who's the person who's supposed to call the people back? Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly get complaints and stuff. And so unless you and the emit helps you go, okay, what are all the jobs you do to make this happen? Again, then if I'm gonna train this person to take this job, I get to step up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really um, you work till nine. 
<laughs> exactly. But hey, that's better than yeah, a lot of it, right? Yeah. And then and then each piece you put in place and you can move up, maybe you can take a bigger picture because you're not your hands aren't in the flower. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's what happens a lot of times. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a couple links to the um, book, the one you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna find out the real wording for the coffee thing that because <laughs> it makes sense. I promise, it'll make sense. So anything that um, we didn't talk about that you would like to to mention? Um, I don't know. I'm a two time cancer survivor, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what What year was that that you were? The first time you were diagnosed. First time, Jack, uh, 2001. And this time you owned the school? No. Or, oh, not yet. I, not yet. And then the second time I had just, no, the second time I had A Plus Children's Academy. And it was, um, it was like uh, 10 years later, 2012, new primary, but I still have BRCA1. So, okay. so then I got all of it done. So what kind of cancer was this? Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. times. Oh. Yeah, new primary. So 10 years between. I was doing the same primary, show. Do you mean doctor? N- no, um, new primary tumor. So the first time I did okay. it, I went to Mayo, and I they said, I'm going to get a lumpectomy. Just get the lump out. Then they wanted to do radiation. We did radiation. Then they said, for 10 more percentages, we want you to do chemo. I said, no, no. For the back end of 10%, I'm not doing that. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Not doing that. If it comes back to bite me, it comes back to bite me. Then we'll deal with it then. Mm -hmm. So 10 years later, get this, I was doing the show Chicago, being Velma Kelly, same show. Because if you Um, can't do that show anymore. (laughs) So 10 years later, I got a new tumor. So when I say it's a new primary, it means... That first tumor, I did the right thing. That first tumor didn't grow. It didn't grow from there. I just got a new tumor. Mm-hmm. So then um, you got some medical here. It's great. I didn't feel like I had to go to Mayo. Mm-hmm. I had a great surgeon. I had a great um, medical oncologist. I had, it was awesome. So I got everything done here. But then we just went full Monty. We just get these the puppies second out. Yeah, yeah. Second, let's get these puppies out of here. Then you know, ovarian cancer is related as well. So we got that taken care of. And so, yeah. <laughs> what? But I did do chemo and all that. I was bald. Mm-hmm. Nice round head. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> what were you, what was your mindset? Either the first or, or second time. Like, I've heard people, um, when when they're facing this challenge, just like it kind of like breaks them down understandably and then some people just have like this like no it's on you know right right (laughs) I think I was in the second camp (laughs) but it was really like okay so this is happening like I like I said before I didn't make cancer define me some people it really does it then drives drives their world um and I go this happened so this happens to me I take care of it this next time this really stunk but we just take care of it. Let me see where we're at. You know, you just go, what do you, what do you want me to do? Show mm-hmm. up. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Just yeah. get that taken care of. And, and I'm in great health now. So, I mean, you know, you're always wondering about, everybody feels weird sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, and you're like, what is that? Oh my gosh. Am I gonna? <laughs> yeah. Is it back? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, and I had a couple scares, but um, I think I'm I'm good to go, but I can't do the show Chicago anymore. Yeah, yeah. I joked <laughs> about, well, I'd have to be Mom Morton the next time I did it. I'd be so, they're like, no, Mom, you're not doing that show. Did you have a support group, like a um, cancer survivor support group, or your family? How'd you get through that, Michelle? You know, it was really my family. So my my family. Um, so I was a little estranged from my oldest, and that really brought her back to me, which was great. Yeah. Um, but it was really my family. My family went every time I got poisoned, and we played bananagrams all in the you know, um, and so they. Yeah, I mean, it was scary. They had the red devil at the first part of the chemo, and so I had to chew ice. Okay. So you don't get lacerations inside your mouth, the okay. first part of it. And I would be shivering because it should be ice for 20 minutes. And I think that scared the kids a little bit. But, you know, it's part of their medical history. And then we just made it fun. And They're seeing mom, how she handles this challenge in the yeah. university. And then we go, okay, who's bananagrams? Who's, who's passing them around, you yeah. know? And so... If you, it's not as scary when you're going, you know, Lauren said one time, mom, you cannot, we're getting some equipment, like boxes of notebooks for the academy for journals. Okay. And so I'm bald. I think I had a hat on. And Lauren, I start pulling up this big heavy stuff. Julie, mom, you're making me feel like a jerk. Don't do that. <laughs> that obviously, my mother has this. And you are doing all that. I'm so sorry. Let me do this because I don't want to look like a jerk in yeah. the middle Aww. of the store. So it's just cute. And I always ask the kids because I had wigs and stuff too. But um, very rarely did I go out without a wig. You know, because yeah. it just makes people stare. Then they go, oh, my brother's sister's uncle's dad had cancer. Yeah. And you're like, I'm so sorry for yeah. you too. But... I just, yeah. Just here to get some milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a touchy situation because you want to be empathetic, but you don't want to be like, you know, intrusive. Oh, totally. And yeah. people who come up to you, you and know, hurt you in the right place. Yeah, just need the milk. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, their their hearts are definitely in the right place when they're, yeah. you know, and they're yeah. just trying to normalize it maybe for you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's a big. That's a big deal because I, like, to me, I, it feels like, like, how would you, like, God forbid, how would you, like, handle that? Like, because you don't life, have a choice. Yeah. Right? It's there. I mean, you just have to. Because life is going to throw things at you. Like, we all got that lesson, I think, you know, with COVID. And it was just like, like, it shut down the world yeah, for, for a that's while. that's crazy. Yeah. Isn't like, that crazy? Like, things are going to happen in life. And I just think you got a really good, um, Spirit and temperament to ha handle those things. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah, but it was it was the my family too. They're just like my kids, and and they're my world. I just my mom's job is my best job. It's my favorite. Yeah, job. yeah. Whenever they call and ask for advice or something, they're like, "Well, sorry, I had to jump that on it." No, no, my mom's my mom's job is my best job. Yeah, so. I have a twenty two year old. He still comes over and does his laundry, <laughs> and I love That's, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, my kids now are 28, 26, and uh, 23. Isn't that nuts? How I, was that just, I was just 16. Like, yeah, hello. <laughs> so, 
So, side note to the people at McDonald's, quit calling me ma'am when I come through and get my diet cups. <laughs> Don't call her ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. So, now that I got that out of the way. Uh, where can people find you guys at online? Oh, online. So, www.escape60peoria.com. And if you go to our website, then you can see all five different options. Okay. And then when you go to the booking site, you can see all the times and all the rooms that are available. Okay. And then your Facebook page and Insta is going to be back up and running? Is up? <laughs> yeah, our Facebook's been okay. Um, and it's Escape 60 Peoria. Okay. And it's our, on your website, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Um, and if you see me, you can go, you can find our, our logo. It'll be on my, my page too. Michelle Roland, Michelle Stefan Roland. <laughs> um, yeah. And then now our Insta will be um, Escape 60, ins, no, Escape 60 Peoria IL. Okay. That's how we changed that. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode with the Miss Fabulous Michelle Stefan Roland. <laughs> this is kind of fun. <laughs> Um, guys, uh, also this show is sponsored by Foxy Online Marketing. Um, if you're looking for any SEO, uh, website design or social media marketing, uh, contact Foxy Online Marketing. Uh, I am the owner. Um, so I would love to work with you or answer any questions that you have about it. But other than that, we just really hope that this show would bring you good, valuable information or a uh, new perspective or ways of thinking at, at um, different situations or problems. And then, oh, a side note, if you uh, are looking for a good organization to uh, join, I would strongly recommend NABO. Um, Michelle's the president-elect. You can contact her and she would put you in the direction, send you in the right direction, but it's a great group of women. Uh, so any business owners, women business owners, if you're looking for a group to join, I would recommend them for sure. Join us on our Facebook group, Peoria Business Champ.